Hello, and welcome to the 2021 Research Days at UNL. My name is Eric Vanderwoody, and I will be presenting on the Wireless Physiological Signal Tracking Bandage in partnership with the Smart Materials and Robotics Laboratory and Dr. Mark Vicka. First off, I'd like to acknowledge the John Woolen Foundation, NASA Nebraska Space Grant, and the Nebraska Ta Tobacco Settlement Biomedical Research Development Center. Okay, so... Tracking bandages, why are they important? First off, we don't really have any ways to track pandemic modeling or predict large-scale illness. What this allows us to do is get numerous data points and many people who can be tracked and also monitored for potential illnesses. Just like we see masks now that are starting to come out with smart masks, this would be another way to model and predict pandemic modeling. This can also be used in the medical field. An example, this neonatal area where it's a wireless bandage instead of having to be connected, where in many ways a normal bandage or patch like this would be hooked up to five, six, even maybe a dozen wires, which would then be connected to monitors instead of transmitting data wirelessly. This would allow, this like this, allows for not only the movement of this child, but also proper care in case something were to happen. So currently we're limited though by size and battery technology. So. What we're working on on this badge is, first off, the MAX30101 sensor. And what this does is takes heart rate and SpO2 data and can be worn and found in many numerous electronics that are currently worn. Some of these would be Garmin watches, Fitbits, and other devices like that. And what we're going to do is partner it with many other sensors to the point where you can get the entire physiological state of a human being by getting heart rate, da heart rate data, sweat data, potential organic compound exhalation, and then also numerous temperature points around the body. So the first objective was to use NFC protocol in coils for data transfer and power transfer, and then smaller coils, the use of this allows for smaller coils to not only transfer data, but also be bifunctional, and then they would also transfer power, limiting both, or allowing us to use a smaller uh, coil all around. An example can be seen on the right there. But what we found is that we would also need larger planar coils to be able to transmit power properly due to NFC's protocol not allowing for enough current. So these are a few examples of larger coils, um, and this is an example of the circuit it would be. So when you're making a planar coil, you have to keep in mind both the inductance and resistance, and then the capacitances here are both um, parasitic capacitance. Okay, so in prepping the coils, what equation was used is down here on the left for our inductance, and then you have your equations, everything's there on the right. And then for measuring the values experimentally, we would make the coils and then hook them up to an LCR meter, and that would give us our inductance and resistance, both in parallel and series, depending on how we were setting up the coils. Testing them, we then connected them to a Siglet waveform generator there on the right, powering them with a 5 volts peak-to-peak -peak signal at 13.56. This is when we were still using um, NFC, because 13.56 is NFC's natural frequency. And then we also hooked them up to an oscilloscope to view the current, and as you can see on the right here, as you move the coils side to side, the current changes. Data transfer methods, we originally were using the NRF24 chip for data transfer, uh, but it is a little clunky, so we're going to try to go back to NFC for data transfer. Um, and on the left there, if I play that, you see you put your finger on the sensor, and there's an NRF chip here and there, and that's where it transfers the data through, and that's it coming in here through Arduino. 
Um, and then you got your IR value, which is that red LED sensor, and then it just gives you your BPM and average BPM, and those can then be recorded later on. And on the final right here, this is what the NFC setup would look like. Uh, the problem we're finding with NFC is that you can only read or write. It's hard to do both of them at the same time and communicate that. So that is a work in progress and something we'll continue to look into. Data visualization, we use Python and Arduino, so we program the microcontroller, the ATmega328P, and then we use Arduino for that, and then we would hook that up through Serial and use Python to grab all the data off of the chip once it's done. And so there's an example of the output code here, so you can read, write, erase, send commands as need be. And then this is that the text file that would be created when Python pulls in that code. So you can create that CSV file. We use spaces instead of commas currently to separate, uh, or sorry, new line characters instead of commas, just because a comma would be another character that we would then have to include data for, and we have limited storage space on the flash memory. So min miniaturization, this was originally on that large scale setup, which you saw on that right there, on the left there earlier with the large Arduino and the other sensors. Currently, we're working on miniaturizing this. We have our wireless charging chip here, a flash storage, our AT Mega, and then our Max 30101 sensor. And this is the wireless charger that pairs with the coil here you see on the left. And so results, uh, we found that just like normal, you're coupling your coil coupling and distance is a linear power uh, ratio. And so as you move further away, you're gonna be changing power. Um, we found that circle uh, circle coils work better than square coils when transferring power also. There's a couple other articles here at the end uh, that you can reference for more data on that. Uh, experimental data, currently when we were trying to work with the miniaturization setup, we were finding that we weren't able to get the power we needed through the chip. And so uh, after doing a little bit of analysis here over the last week and a half, two weeks, uh, we haven't been able to finalize a new model yet. But we found that we are getting our five volts we need through our boot and AC1 capacitor. So we the that means that we are getting proper current and uh, coupling through our coils. We just need to figure out if there's a short or another error in the circuitry up until the point where it goes into our LiPo charger and then voltage regulator. So long-term sensor, long-term data storage is possible with the sensor. That was all tested and completed um, and shown to be possible through our original breakout board setup. Um, NFC protocol is unable to deliver the amount of current we need though for charging. Uh, FOD communication needs to be the same protocol, which we're thinking could also be a potential problem with that charger. If I go back here two slides, uh, this charging chip that's on here is not the same uh, charging chip that is on our actual transmitter for wireless charging, so we'll need to check that. Um, and then also adding wireless charging does increase the device greatly rather than just having plug and play, but we are gonna be encapsulating this in Lastimer later, so it does need to be wireless. So that is why we have that. Uh, future work, this will all become a flexible PCB, which will then be surrounded in Elastomer, and we'll cover the bottom of Elastomer with a ferrite uh, glycerin material to help add a ferrite shielding, which will also increase the coupling coefficient of our coils. And then uh, finally, we're gonna test the highest charging speeds while not overheating and explore other methods of data transfer as in connecting to phones, apps, and things like that. So thank you so much and uh, have a great rest of your evening.